I don't have many photos of me and my mom <laughs> when I was a baby either, you know, except for little snapshots that maybe my dad took. But I just know that as a child grows and becomes an adult, like that will be so special to them. Hi, I'm Shelly. And I'm Maria. And you're listening to the Baby Pro Podcast, where we talk about everything and anything related to pregnancy and through the first year of your child's life. Every episode, we will discuss and interview experts on all the answers to the questions expectant and new parents want to know, such as creating the perfect birth plan, infant sleep, and tips and tricks for parenting a newborn. And welcome to the show. Hey, Maria. Hey, Shelly. So the summer school is having early dismissal for the remainder of the week, three hour early dismissal because of the heat. Yeah, we just got a notification from our superintendent that says he's not going to be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm not too worried. Like most of Morgan's classes are down in like a, I don't want to call it a basement, but sort of a basement level. Mm -hmm. So I'm not too worried about her. But I do wonder about like the kids up in the upper levels, wondering how warm it is up there, things like that. But also it just boggles my mind that our schools don't have air conditioning. I think it depends on the school district that well, sure. you are like, in as well. Because with in a rich school district, it probably has air conditioning. Yeah. So my kids go to two different school districts. One has air conditioning in all their schools. The other does oh, not. You know, there's, they're yeah. literally towns right next to each other. But there's a big difference. There's a big difference in how they're funded. Yeah. Which is a whole like rabbit hole conversation that we yeah, can that has nothing to do with this podcast. That could be a whole episode all in itself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think they sort of recommended like frequent water breaks for the kids and then just like, you know, taking it easy for the day and things like that. So, mm-hmm. I mean, Morgan goes with a huge bottle of water every day anyway. So, well, hoping they stay cool. Yeah. Did you ever get professional baby photos of Morgan? No. I never did it with my kids either. Mostly because um, I was like really broke. <laughs> yeah. It didn't even occur to me to do like a baby photo shoot. I don't think. I think when I was having babies, it wasn't as in as it is now. Yeah, for sure. Like, I feel like now it's the thing you do. Right. Yeah. Everybody loves the baby. And I love looking at them. Usually if parents are like, oh, yesterday we did baby photos, they'll pull out their phone and show me some of them. And I'm like, these are so great. I do wish I had done them when my kids were babies. I mean, I mean, I don't, but only because I took like a million photos of Morgan as mm-hmm. a baby. A million. I have a million photos of Morgan as a baby. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I needed like a professional photographer to make them special. Well, I agree. So I was looking at this article that I saw that says breastfeeding helps prevent future hypertensive disorders when moms have hypertension disorders. If they Mm -hmm. breastfeed after having a baby, it reduces their risk of having continued occurrences of those disorders. I see that. It says here, those who did not breastfeed, the rates of gestational hypertension were highest among those who did not breastfeed by 15%. Interesting. Lowest among patients that breastfed the longest. I wonder if that has to do with the oxytocin response, honestly. Maybe. Right? That's a smooth muscle relaxer. So if you've got all of those small muscle fibers relaxing, it's allowing your blood to flow more easily. Yeah. That's my theory. 
Well, I think you're definitely right. And even the article says like breastfeeding for six to nine months was associated with the greatest improvement in cardio metabolic health markers. Interesting. Especially when the BMI, in, which has... Yeah, let's not get into BMI. <laughs> let's not get into BMI. That's like a whole other episode. We can go into that later. So, I mean, if you had gestational hypertension with your first pregnancy, if you breastfed that baby, that means there's less risk so you'd have gestational hypertension again, which is really nice and a good message to pass along. This week's question was submitted through Instagram. And the question is, how can I build a milk stash? Well, it's my favorite. It's actually not as complicated as everybody makes it out to be. Because once again, social media makes things look so unrealistic. I mean, in reality, you should be, if you're Planning on going back to work around 12 weeks, which a lot of people in America do, or sooner. We are really looking to have babies introduced to a bottle well before then. Um, Usually somewhere around four to six weeks is we're doing, you know, a bottle at least a couple of times a week just to make sure baby keeps up those skills or if they're not able to take a bottle, then we know. And so... When you're in that pattern of introducing a bottle early on, you're already sort of building up a little bit of a stash at that point. So you're already pumping maybe a couple of times a day. Like if you're exclusively breastfeeding, you're pumping a couple of times a day. Maybe baby gets a bottle like a couple of times a week. And maybe mm-hmm. you're only pumping once a day. That's yeah. not going to be funny if you're, if you're only doing a bottle a couple of times a week. You maybe pump once a day from like four to six weeks on. If you don't have to go back to work until 12 weeks, you're going to have a pretty good stash built up just pumping once a day. Now, if you're a family that's doing more combination feeding, then that's going to be a little bit trickier, but it's definitely not undoable. Like if you're, if you're already a family that's like, well, my baby takes a bottle a couple of times a day, every day, you might have to add in a couple of more pumping sessions, but your baby only really needs about an ounce per hour that you're separated. So if you want to do that math in your head, (laughs) then you can really easily build up like a week's worth at least of milk before going back to work. And then remember, and I think this is the part that a lot of people, I don't want to say forget, but like maybe it doesn't quite occur to them, is that you're really only building up a stash for that initial week that you're going back to work. Because once you're back to work, you're also probably going to be pumping at work. And then that milk that you've pumped at work is going to be for, you know, the next day or the next week or whatever it is that however you need to stash that away. Mm-hmm. So it's, you're not building up a stash for the entire rest of your time that you're going back to work. You're only really building up a stash for like maybe a week or two right? while you're sort of settling into your new routine. Yep. And that's usually what I tell families too, is despite what Instagram says, you don't need six months worth of milk in your freezer. Don't believe the full bottle (laughs) that you see on Instagram. Those are lies. If you're pumping that much, you have a massive oversupply and that's a different conversation. Mm -hmm. Don't pump full bottles. You should never be pumping full bottles. What I usually tell families is if they're not using bottles at the moment, like the baby's under three weeks and breastfeeding, he's gaining well, getting at the breast. At three weeks, just start pumping once a day and throw that milk in the freezer. Yeah, um, sure. Usually after the first morning feeding tends to be where most 
parents will get the most milk, but whatever time of day works for you. And I would probably do it right after you breastfeed. And then if when baby gets a bottle, you pump when baby gets a bottle as well to replace the milk that you take out of the stash for that bottle. So the once the morning pumping session is to throw in the freezer and then any other pumping sessions are to replace the feedings that the bottled. Yep. And I'm a little bit more conservative than you, I think, too, because I tell parents, you know, one to three days worth of milk is fine. Yeah, I I try to encourage like a week's worth only because I know that a lot of people, when they go back to work, have a dip in supply and it stresses them out because mm-hmm. it's a whole new routine, right? And like the whole new routine, the stress of going back to work, the stress of being away from your baby for the first time in possibly three months can definitely impact your supply. It's a temporary impact, but it can definitely be an impact. And let's say before you went back to work, you were pumping like, you know, a couple of ounces, maybe one to two ounces um, each time you were pumping, depending on, you know, what was going on, whether you breastfed first or didn't. And now you're back to work and you're stressed and you're trying to learn your new routine. And maybe you're only getting like a half an ounce to an ounce each time you pump. And now you're freaking out because you're like, oh my gosh, this isn't enough for my baby. What am I going to do? So I do encourage just a little bit more cushion for that peace of mind. And that's really Mm -hmm. the only reason. All good points. All right. Well, next up, we'll be speaking with Stephanie about photography. She is going to give some tips on how to photograph your baby, which is that I could have used for sure. (laughs) (laughs) This week, we are speaking with Stephanie from Stephanie Beth Photography. Stephanie is a Boston area newborn and family photographer with over 12 years of experience and has a classically modern style. She's also a wife and a mom of four and an avid reader. Hi, Stephanie. How are you? Hi, good. How are you? Good. I love your photographs. I love your Instagram page. I love all the cute babies on it. You are just like so freaking talented. Every time I see one of your photos come through my my feed, I can't just scroll by. I have to click and look at it because you just (laughs) have all the talent. And I really appreciate that about you. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about yourself. My name is Stephanie Donovan, and I am a newborn and family photographer located just south of Boston. My studio is in Milton, Massachusetts, and I am a mom of four. I have a 15-year-old, 12-year-old, 10-year-old, and then a three-year-old daughter. We adopted our youngest at birth, so she's very special to all of us. Mm -hmm. And I've been photographing newborns for about 13 years. I started out when my oldest child was probably like one and a half or two. I decided I really wanted to get into something that was for me. So I kind of just started out as a hobby, I guess. I taught myself how to use a camera during his naps, taught some of the technical stuff to myself, editing, and it just started taking pictures of friends, babies, really. And I dabbled in weddings for a while, did a lot of family portraits. And then somewhere along the line, I realized that newborns were really like my favorite subjects. And I just decided to kind of put my main focus on that and just really stop doing weddings altogether. <laughs> <laughs> but you, it sounds like you kind of started with newborns. I did. Yeah. I mean, I, I did some family portraits right away before, you know, I was comfortable enough to handle a newborn baby. 
it's just a whole different ball game because they're so little and fragile and you just like want to make sure that you feel comfortable doing that. But very soon after I started, I was working with newborns. And then just from the practice and experience, I just got really comfortable with it. And people just started booking me. And that's sort of where we are now. It's just, it's really um, been something that I focused on now for about 13 years. Yeah, you have quite a name out there in that Boston area. I feel like everybody knows your name. Like, oh, every time someone tells me, oh, I'm getting my baby's photographs taken. Well, who are you using? And you were brought up so many times. (laughs) Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, I have some really great clients. They refer me to their friends and then they refer me to their friends. And I just feel like that's such an honor to me because they feel that comfortable and they feel like they had such a good experience that they want their friends to then have the same experience. So it really means a lot to me. And I do work a lot on like social media and SEO for my website. So that helps as well, kind of get the name out there. Mm-hmm. And you said your oldest was 15? He is. Yeah. So he's just went to his sophomore year of high school. <laughs> I can't believe it. And we'll be getting his learner's permit in a few months which is slightly scary, but also exciting. And then, yeah, we have quite the age gap. So we've got, oh my gosh, 13, almost 13 years in between our oldest and youngest. So yeah. (laughs) So when you kind of started dabbling in this 15 years ago when he was born, do you feel like it was as much of a thing as it is now having like professional baby photos taken? No, because I mean, when he was born, it like, it definitely wasn't a thing. Like I maybe like there were few photographers that were doing like pose newborn photography or that kind of stuff, but it definitely wasn't something people were regularly doing. So I think it definitely started more like when my daughter was born and she's almost 13. So yeah, I would say I kind of got into it like right as it was becoming more and more popular. Mm -hmm. So my oldest is 18 And I had them in hospital and I remember it was like, I was so out of it, but the photographer came Mm -hmm. in and put this paper background on the bed and laid my baby on top of the paper background, still swaddled in the, you know, the hospital blanket that had like spit up and probably a little poop. When I look at the picture, I'm like, oh, I think that's poop. (laughs) It just (laughs) snapped a couple of pictures. (laughs) And like walked out and I remember getting the photos back and kind of just putting them in a drawer because I was like, well, there's poop and and spit up on the blanket. And then when I turn and look at, you know, your Instagram page and the work that you do, like, wow, what a difference. What a difference. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that's sort of like how we were as well, like with our oldest, like Mm -hmm. just the hospital photographer would come in like every so often and be like, do you want to, you know, do the the photos? And we didn't end up doing them, but I wonder now, I feel like there still is somebody in the hospital that comes around and does that, but I don't think as many people do it these days. Yeah. I do know when, cause I did end up working in the hospital for 10 years and before COVID hit, they still had the photographers in the hospital, but at least in, um, in my area, um, I'm in the Worcester area. When COVID hit, they told them they couldn't come in anymore. And when COVID resolved, the company just never really came back. I don't know if they folded or moved on to other things, but um, at least in the hospitals in my area, they're not there anymore because of COVID. Oh, okay. 
Yeah, I guess that makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely think like there is some because most of the people that were hired by that company were kind of they weren't professional photographers. They just were shown how to point and click the camera, basically. And some of them are much better than others, but right. it wasn't anything spectacular to me. Versus again, like when I look at your work and the, the work of other photographers who are doing really cool things with like blankets and baskets and stuff like that such a difference between what they used to look like. Right. For sure. Stephanie, why do you think having professional newborn photos have become so popular and something that so many families are very interested in doing and treasure? I think a lot of it is social media. So people are constantly putting photos out of themselves and their kids. And like, you know, you want your photos to look the best and you want to have like the perfect angles and you just want to show your baby off to your friends and family. And I think that's a big part of why it's got so popular because before it was just like, before there was social media, you would have your photos up on the wall or even before iPhone, you know, you would have an album, but you weren't really showing them to that many people. So now I just think that it's just become so much more popular because of social media. Yeah, I would 100% agree. I also feel because of talented people like you, so much more is captured in a photograph done by someone like you versus like if I just took a picture of my baby at home, which is great. Like I love taking pictures of my babies when they were babies. But do you think when families come to you that they feel like you really captured some emotions or memories for them that they wouldn't be able to do just snapping a picture on their iPhone? Yes, absolutely. Like it's just the art that comes out of it is just so much more beautiful than anything you could do at home. And plus you're tired and, you know, and, and if mom and dad are going to be in the photos and the older children as well, it's like, you're getting those memories like, and with the whole family versus like, I feel like you come home from the hospital and you're tired. And even for me, like my youngest daughter, we adopted her and I just didn't have it in me to do her photos. So I hired somebody because I knew that like I wanted to capture this time and I wanted someone else to do it for me. Like I wanted them to use their art and to make it look beautiful. And I would always have those photos to kind of cherish. And I think it's just like, it's also a special time when someone comes in and they kind of can sit back and watch me work with the baby and just admire their baby as like I'm working with them kind of from the back and just it's like, it's a special memory, just even the photo session itself, I think mm-hmm. for, for parents. And I really try to make sure that they're having a good experience and that it's relaxed and comfortable and just something special for them to remember. I love that. And like you said, like, even though you were a professional photographer, you reached out to someone else because in that moment, you didn't want to be the professional. You just wanted to be her mom. And enjoy that experience on the other side of the lens. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. And I hear that a lot from like, you know, if you have a pediatrician, they don't want to examine their baby. They want to leave that up to the professional. They just want to be in the mom role. Mm -hmm. And some people really enjoy it, just like you did with your son. Some people really enjoy taking pictures of their babies and, and making them really kind of more on the professional side. I know that that stressed me out. I was just not good with it. And it. I would set up the backdrop yes. with the sheet and try to set her up. And then she'd fall over and bonk her head before I could snatch the picture. And it was just, it ended up mm-hmm. us being in tears, basically, and no good picture to show for it. Mm-hmm. Yes, it can be very stressful. I mean, as a mom, I totally get that. Like, I struggle taking my own children's photos myself. Mm-hmm. Like, 
it's just different when you're working with your own kids. Like even when they're newborns, like it's just, it's different. So I'm able to, I think, keep the environment calm enough, like because I'm not so emotionally attached and like, Mm. you know, I just know everything is going to go okay. And I can kind of put the parents at ease in that way so that the whole experience is enjoyable. There's obviously exceptions to that. Like sometimes you have a baby that, that needs more, um, comforting than others. Sometimes there's a toddler uh, that's not really having it that day. But overall, I think people would say that their experience is nice and calm. (laughs) And I imagine if you are someone that's outside the family doing these photographs that you are able to view and capture parts of that family dynamic because you are outside the family, right? You're not someone that's taking these pictures with bias or... right. That because maybe you're trying to take a picture of your husband and your baby, but you snapped at him this morning for not helping with the dishes. So you're both not really feeling it. And you just start like snapping at each other again while taking the picture. Right. Personal experience, don't ask. That's actually a good example. <laughs> yeah. Yes. No, that's a good example because my husband's been at like, he needs new headshots for work. And I'm like, I can't do your headshots because I'm going to be like, I don't know. I'm going to be telling you to move a certain way and you're going to think I'm criticizing you. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, what's going to happen? We're going to hire somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Good idea. When should parents consider preparing for a new mm-hmm. newborn photo? Like when's the best time to get those photos taken? Okay. So as far as reaching out to me, I would say like, I love when people reach out to me in their second trimester because it helps me with my calendar. That said, I get a ton of last minute bookings. Like I would say multiple times a week, I get emails or messages from people that have already had a baby. And that's fine. Like I know you're not always like a lot of first time parents don't even realize like that you should reach out so far ahead that, you know, they haven't done this before. So I always try to accommodate people, but sometimes I have to turn people away, which really stinks. But that's just the, you know, the way it is if the schedule doesn't allow for it. I like to get babies in around two weeks for the portrait session. There's definitely some exceptions to that. Like, you know, if a baby has to be in the NICU longer, then we can do them later. And I honestly have good luck with babies up to a month old. Sometimes mm-hmm. when they're a little older, they just take longer to settle, but a pretty good track record of getting them, you know, nice and comfy up until about a month old. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of other people I've heard say that they like to have babies like even like a week old. For me, I don't like that. I like more like 11, 12 days to like 14 to 18 type days like that. That's sort of my sweet spot. It doesn't always happen, but that's mm. what I like. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that makes sense to me because that first week you, you've got the head is can be misshaping and swollen and the eyes are swollen and baby acne. Whereas that two weeks, like mm-hmm. all that swelling has kind of gone down, but the babies are still sleepier because it's after two weeks that mm-hmm. they really start to wake up and be active. So it, yes. it must be easier for you to kind of position them and keep them settled. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I feel like that first week, they're still trying to figure out their like feeding habits too. Like, especially I feel like if mom's breastfeeding and our milk hasn't completely come in or if the baby's having trouble with latch, that kind of like really makes the first week tough. So I feel like once they even get to like, especially if you're exclusively breastfeeding, once you get to like 10 days, even you've got things a little bit more figured out so they can settle easier once they've got their feeding schedule. Yeah, that's a good point too. 
you know, especially if you're trying to take pictures with your baby and your nipples are like cracked and bleeding mm-hmm. through the nice gown that you put on for the picture. It's not going to go well. When parents are booking a session, is there any specific items or props that you suggest that they bring to make it a little bit more personal and unique? Or do you kind of provide everything for them? I provide everything for baby in the studio. I mean, I have like thousands of wraps, headbands, hats, swaddles. I am definitely more, I wouldn't say minimalistic because I do use headbands, hats, swaddles, that kind of stuff, but I'm definitely not crazy with props. Like I don't do a lot of themed shoots. Like I, you know, so I think I keep things relatively simple. The exception to that is just if parents have like a special item they want included. So that could be, you know, a blanket that somebody knit or an outfit. You know, I had like somebody bring their wedding veil that they wanted baby on. So I always ask people if they have like a special item and they're more than welcome to bring that. But other than that, I have everything. (laughs) Which of course makes it easy for new parents who are sleep deprived and missing 10% of their brain mass and can't think straight. Exactly. That again, like that is the goal is to make things as simple as possible. Like I have a questionnaire that they fill out. The booking process is very simple. They just go through these steps. Like you don't really need to have, you just kind of type in what you're doing and then they answer the questionnaire. So then when it's time for the session, I pull that out. I'm like, oh, they like this color. They don't like this color. And I kind of am ready to go. Um, I send all the session prep ahead of time, like what they need to do beforehand and what they need to bring, which is honestly all I require people to bring is food supply. So either your breast or pumped breast milk or formula and a pacifier. And that's pretty much all I need. And when they're there, what kind of things do you do to ensure the comfort of the baby, the safety of the baby, all of that? So when they come in, I have everything kind of set up, ready to go. And I keep the room pretty warm to keep baby comfortable because they are mostly undressed during the session, except for when they're swaddled. And I, so I have white noise playing. I have a little space heater that I'll use, although we haven't really needed it because it's been so hot. Yeah. And I usually have mom and dad sit on the couch and then I will get baby out of the car seat and I will just start working right with baby then and there. I go very slow and I make sure like that I always, um, I used to work with an assistant, but since COVID, I haven't worked with an assistant. So I'm always within like a few inches of baby at all times. I shoot with a short focal length lens so that I never have to step back too far. If I do, it's for a moment, you know, just to get the shot. And then my hand goes right back on baby. I have all kinds of soothing techniques that I use uh, (laughs) from like, I rub in between their eyebrows. I pat their bum. Like I make sure I use gentle pressure. Like if I'm trying to pose them, because, you know, the startle reflex is like so active at that time that a little, just one little startle and they're the like, you know, they go crazy. And it's <laughs> so I definitely am slow and I have blankets on them. And yeah, so they stay pretty comfortable. That's for sure. How long does this session take in general or on average? You know, it really depends on the baby because I find that if they come in awake, then, you know, sometimes it takes some time to settle. Um, if they come in asleep, like usually I can get through things pretty quickly. Um, so I would say it's it's generally about two hours. Um, just like I said, we I want everything to be as safe as possible and as calm as possible. So I do tend to go slow. And um, it can run up to three hours, especially if there's a sibling. Because typically the siblings are toddlers. 
and they can take a little while to be, you know, comfortable enough to sit with baby or lay with baby. So that's usually when the session will run about three hours, but I do try to keep it to two hours, but I can't promise anybody that I will. And I do run through a series of poses and then I usually will do like a couple baskets. Sometimes people don't like baskets. So I'll do some um, kind of overhead shots um, on um, like my little... Um, it's actually a trampoline that I pose the baby on on the ground, but to get an overhead shot. So, so yeah, so I know it's so funny, but, um, and then we'll do family at the end. I'd say like probably 90% of my clients get in the photos with their babies. I try to encourage them to be in at least a couple. Cause I know that looking back, they'll love them. And not only will they love them, but their children will appreciate having that, the photos of them being little, like with their mom. Do you get requests for nursing photos a lot? I actually don't. I will say, I don't think I've ever had anybody request a nursing photo, maybe mm. in an in-home. I do in-home sessions as well. So those are more relaxed and more like lifestyle photos, kind of just like sitting on their bed or, you know, in the nursery. I've had to do that. I've done that a couple of times at home, but never in the studio. And I love that you encourage families to get in the pictures with babies. That means a lot to me personally. My grandmother passed when my um, oldest was about six months old. And going through all of her belongings and all the family memories, we just did not have a lot of pictures of her. We, we could probably count on one hand how many pictures we had of her. And that's because mm-hmm. she hated how she looked in photographs and she she would you know refuse to get in photographs or get angry if someone's tried to take her photo. And that made me stop and think because I just had a baby and I wasn't really crazy about how I felt in my body at the time because I just had a baby. And I had found myself doing the same thing. Like if someone wanted to take a picture of the baby, it's like, well, no, let let her dad hold her while you take the picture. And then after I realized what that right. did for, for my grandmother, like we didn't have any photos to remember her by, then I made a more... Uh, a better effort at being in the photos um, so that my kids would have those memories to look back on later on as morbid as that sounds. No, it's so true. And I do get people that's, that just don't feel up to it. And that's fine. Like, especially like, I feel like moms, if you've had a C-section or something, you're not feeling great that day. I totally respect that, but it's really for the child. Like, I just know how special that would be to me. Like, I, I don't have many photos of me and my mom <laughs> when I was a baby either, you know, except for little snapshots that maybe my dad took. But I just know that as a child grows and becomes an adult, like, that will be so special to them. And I feel like also as we get older and, you know, maybe when we're 50 or something and our children are mostly grown and we look back at the photo, I don't think we're going to be saying, Oh, I looked terrible that day. Or, you know, you're going to appreciate that and probably think how young you looked actually. So (laughs) I don't think that it's really a reason to not be in the photo. I just -hmm. think you should just do it. Just do it. Even if it's just a couple, you know, then you have that. It's, it's really special. I agree. Not everyone can have a professional photo shoot. So what are some tips for parents who are looking to capture beautiful newborn photos at home? Uh, yes. I honestly like iPhone cameras are so good now. And if it's not in your budget to have professional photos, if it's not, you know, something that you're up for doing. Also, if you, you know, if you're a baby and been in the NICU and you just don't feel comfortable bringing them out, you can definitely get some photos at home. 
I would say the best thing you can do is kind of swaddle them up. Like you don't even have to swaddle them tight. Just wrap them up so they feel feel cozy. And then um, never shoot um, the camera like up towards the baby's nose. So when you're shooting, shoot at an angle. So you're sort of like almost up at the, the top of the baby and kind of over. So that way you're shooting down the bridge of the nose versus like you're going right up baby's nostrils. And I see this all the time when people post photos. It's like this really like cringy angle where like <laughs> you just like, it just kind of distorts the whole face. Um, so definitely kind of shoot down the nose. And then I always would put the light source at a 45 degree angle. So if you have like you know, an ottoman or anything you can move like towards the window, or um, if you're, if you're lucky enough and your couch kind of, or a chair sit like at that 43 angle, then that's great. But that's your best lighting for newborn photography and really for any photography, I would say 45 to even like 90 degrees, something like that. But that just gives like a nice soft light. So that would be mm, like those natural would be my tips. sunlight. Yeah. And then I think on the phone too, you can like tap, there's like a little sun you can tap and that will kind of brighten up the face. So I would say like tap that little sun and it will brighten up the face and you can kind of see what you're doing. So that's the best thing about the phone is that you can kind of angle it and just see like what looks best. Um, you can always like flip baby onto their belly and just tuck their legs like up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and again, try to keep that face angled towards the 45 degree angle of the, the light source. Those are my tips. Are there any specific poses or props that parents should be cautious about using for their baby's safety or comfort? Yeah, I mean, I would just make sure that you, you know, it's like the same thing. It's like, don't leave your baby unattended, like on a changing table, like those kind of things. Like make sure that your surface isn't too high off the ground, that you're within arm's reach. I would never encourage a parent to swaddle the baby like I swaddle them during a session. I use really stretchy wraps and I swaddle them really tight. But I've been doing this for 13 years and I definitely know how to keep their airway clear. Um, I know how to position their hands against their chest so that way their breathing is not restricted at all. And I just would never want a parent to like see, oh, she swallows them up this tight, like, and then do that and then just, you know, have it just put the baby in an, in an unsafe position. So that's something I would definitely... Um, say. And then also there are poses out there like the froggy pose, for instance, which I don't typically do, but it's where the baby's head is kind of positioned on top of their hands and their elbows are up. I would definitely not encourage a parent to try that at home. Um, That position's always done with a spotter and it's a composite. So the photographer's hands never leave the baby. It's two different photos taken and then put together um, in Photoshop. So those are just some things. Other than that, I feel like, you know, Babies can be pretty curled up and very safely. I just definitely like watch their head angle. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can always like I prop, I use little pillows under their head to kind of prop their head up a little bit um, to make it look cuter. But, but yeah, the swaddling and the froggy pose are definitely my two that I would say to stay away from. I love those tips. Those are good points. If you are working with a family or if you are a family that does want to have professional photographs done, what advice will you have for these families when they're trying to select a professional newborn photographer? Let's say they're not in your area, because of course, anyone in your area, we're going to want them to go to you. But let's say they're out of state. What suggestions oh, would so you give? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, I want people to go to who they are feel most drawn to, right? Like, so if someone sees my work, and it's not, it doesn't appeal to them, like, then I would just encourage them to find somebody who who does appeal to them. You can always search like Instagram hashtags, like 
your area, newborn photographer, or, you know, search in Google, like newborn photographer near me and just really kind of get a feel for what aesthetic you like. Some people like posed photos. Some people like natural in-home photos and I do both. So, (laughs) but some photographers really special specialize in one or the other. And that's the other thing I would say. And also like, do you like a light and airy style? Do you like a bright style? Do you like a more moody style? Um, like I would rather somebody choose a photographer that fits that style rather than to come to me and say, okay, like, I know you're a great photographer, but I really like super like colorful images. And I like really like moody. And, you know, I would just say, well, I don't think that we're the right fit. And so that's totally fine. Um, I would say definitely look out for that. And then also ask the questions, you know, about experience. Like what are, what's your experience? How long have you been doing this? And how many newborns have you photographed? Because I feel like that's really important. I think budget is a huge issue for people. And I totally understand that. It's definitely an investment. But I think experience is so important that like I see all the time people on Facebook groups saying, we're looking for a photographer that doesn't break the bank or a budget friendly. And I'm like, maybe for something else, but not for newborns. Like you want somebody that is experienced and has the aesthetic that you like. You get what you pay for is what it comes down to, basically. Exactly. Yes. And it took me a long time to realize that. Because I never wanted to feel like I was overcharging people. But there's a lot of overhead that comes with owning a business, as you know, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and props and studios and safety. And and then with experience, you know, you just... It, you become more in demand as well. So I think, yeah, that's my two cents on that one. <laughs> and it's the same thing even with wedding photography, right? Like you see that all the time in the wedding groups. Like I'm looking for, you know, an inexpensive photographer. And I, and I will admit, I've been married twice. Um, in both my weddings, I oh, yes. I opted the cheaper way, right? So with my first, I hired a mm-hmm. family friend who was a photography student, but never did a wedding or anything. And that was a disaster. Mm-hmm. And then the second wedding I had, yeah. we did opt to go with someone who was professional, but he was like the cheapest one we could find. And he was okay. It wasn't, none of the photos came out bad, but it just wasn't yeah. anything like spectacular. And I was okay with that. Um, it didn't upset me because it was my second wedding and whatever. Yes. Um, but I can imagine like if that was something that was that was that you were emotionally attached to, you really wanted these great photos to capture this moment for you, you don't want to go the cheap way. No, and I've had people come to me after already doing another photo session. So it's you know, so that that's tough because then it's like you're paying twice. So, but that said, I do understand that there's Everyone has a different budget <clears throat> and times are tough for some people. So you really have to, you know, take that into consideration, but definitely don't make it be like the main thing. Right. When families are working with you, what do you tell them in terms of when to expect the final product and the timeline for receiving their photos? So I am pretty fast. I used to be, a, it used to take me a lot longer, but I do have. I have help with my editing now. So I do all the color correcting myself and then I send out like the skin edits and the background edits. So I'm generally like three days to a week um, until I know how excited people get to see their final photos, especially when it's their baby. So I really try to get those out within a week unless it's like some circumstance beyond my control or if I'm super busy. But um, generally that's what the timeline is. And I have people set up an appointment time 
and they get to view their images online and then they would make their final selections there. For printed art, it takes a few weeks, but they get their digitals like as soon as they do the ordering appointment within that same day. Nice. That is pretty fast. Mm-hmm. Did you ever have a situation where you have an appointment with the family and they show up and maybe the baby has reflux and is just screaming the entire time? And in that situation, are you able to calm the baby or do you have to reschedule the session? So I knock on wood, it has been years since I've had to reschedule a session. I um, feel like I'm pretty good at calming babies. It might take, you know, sometimes the session will take longer, um, but I find that most 99% of the babies that I work with, um, it, they have a longer awake period. They do have a time where they're going to go to sleep and they're going to be settled and calm. Um, so I would say that I generally do not have the issue. It's been, I can't even remember the last time I've had to reschedule. That said, sometimes if they're fussy, like I will swaddle and I will keep them swaddled for like a 30 minutes and usually. I can try to give them a bottle. I try to encourage my families to bring a bottle, um, you know, if they're comfortable with that. So that way it's just easier for me to just feed them. Um, So I will try to do that while they're in the swaddle. And most of the time that works to get them to sleep, even like with a five or six week old, I've had good luck doing that. Yeah, that sounds like a good plan. And it seems like, you know, all the magic tricks that you don't run into that situation often, like you said. I don't, but I mean, anything change at any time. So <laughs> you just not never know it can be unpredictable. <laughs> I know I don't want to like, I don't want to give myself like uh, bad vibes here. But you know, there's definitely babies that are more difficult than others, and that's just their personality. You know, sometimes like this week, I've had really easy babies who, like, my I had a baby earlier today, and she came in and she was awake, and the parents were so nervous. They were like, "She's awake, and we did everything that you said to do," and. And I was like, it's fine. She'll go to sleep. And within like 10 minutes, she was out and calm and quiet. And I did, she didn't make a peep the entire session. So generally it's like that. And, you know, if they're fussing, then we just, you know, we kind of deal with it and we rock them and feed them and and comfort them. And then they're, they're fine. Usually. Yeah. Has there been any particularly heartwarming or memorable, memorable moments that you've experienced while doing a newborn photo shoot with a family? That you would like to share? Oh gosh. Oh, that's tricky. There's been so many good moments. Um, <laughs> I will say I do have one coming up that I know is going to be really special. I have a client who I did a gender reveal for her and she's been, she, I'm not obviously won't name her, but she was so sweet. She had been pregnant with twins and she had miscarried a year and a half ago or something like that. And so she had to cancel her session. So she reached out to me again and she was pregnant with twins again. And I did her gender reveal. Um, we were supposed to do maternity photos and then newborn. And then she delivered them at like 25 weeks or something really mm-hmm. early. And they actually are home now after like a really long fight in the NICU, they're home and I'm going to be doing their newborn session in the next couple of weeks. So I'm very excited for that because it's really special to me because she's been so special to me and I just feel like we have this bond and I'm just really happy for them. I am like getting emotional <laughs> and choking up and I don't even know this family. So, I mean, it, you're, you're going into yeah. the family space at such a vulnerable time, but also such a joyful time. Yeah. Like you must be really good at like processing right. those emotions and people must trust you a lot. 
to let you into that space at such a vulnerable time. And talking to you, I can see why. You're very sweet. It's I'm honestly honored, like with every baby that I photograph. Like I just love what I do so much. And I really try not to take it for granted because I know how special it is. And just the fact that people trust me and they feel comfortable and they say to me, like, you know, you were wonderful with our baby. And like we really can tell that you love this. And it just like means the world to me. And it's special. And so many of my clients become friends, like after the fact. And I just feel like you know, I always try to find something in common or something that we can talk about. And, you know, we kind of form those friendships after, which is really special too. I feel like a lot of people are not fortunate enough to have that with what they do. And I feel like you probably are as well. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's really special. Yeah, 100%. I love this conversation. I really loved the advice that you gave for taking pictures at home, but it's so nice to hear how passionate you are about this topic and about what you do. Where can parents connect with you and find out more about you? My website is www.stephaniebeth.com. And that's the easiest way to get a hold of me. You can, um, there's like a contact form in there. There's also, I have like a silly little quiz you can fill out for a hundred dollars off your newborn session. That's People actually think it's kind of fun and it takes you right to a scheduler to set up a phone call, which I'm definitely a big phone person. I also text, email sometimes can be overwhelming. I feel like for new parents, it's like to write this big long paragraph. So I try to be pretty accessible. Instagram too, um, Instagram backslash Stephanie Beth Photography. People can always DM me there as well. But yeah, those are the easiest ways. Great. And I'll put those links in the show notes. And thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. It was good to talk to you. Thank you for joining us this week on the Baby Pro Podcast. Make sure to visit our website, ShellyTaftIBCLC.com, where you can check out more options for support through pregnancy and beyond, including the Baby Pro Bistro, our parenting community. You can also follow us on social media at ShellyTaftIBCLC on Instagram. If you love the show, please leave us a rating or review on iTunes to help our episodes reach more parents like you. Thanks for listening.